Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. If you're looking for this week's new episode, just go back one in the feed. But I wanted to take some time to break down the Oscars from last night. A lot of things happened. I got some things right. I got some things wrong. There were some surprises. There were some snubs. So this episode will be dedicated entirely to that. So let's just get right into it. So let's start first what I got right. Biggest award of the night. I knew without a doubt No Man Land was going to take it home, and it proved to be true. And I said when I first watched this movie, they may as well have just called this movie Oscar Land. Like, this movie was set up in so many ways in the perfect time where it came out. The subject matter, the way it was shot, the director, it was just teed up to win Best Picture. So I felt like that was a pretty easy pick for them to go with, and... The thing that bugged me about this is usually Best Picture is at the very end of the show. That's the big award. That's the one we're all waiting for. And for some reason, they put it up third to, second to last. So it was Best Picture, Best Actress, and then Best Actor, which I thought totally threw me off and I found a little bit annoying. I'll get into why I think they did that and why they kind of messed up there. But this is Frances McDormand and the acceptance speech for Nomadland. Please watch our movie on the largest screen possible, and one day, very, very soon, take everyone you know into a theater, shoulder to shoulder, in that dark space, and watch every film that's represented here tonight. We give this one to our wolf. One of, I would say, the better acceptance speeches of the night had the most feeling into it, a little more animated in a show that otherwise was a little bit boring. And I love the Oscars. The Oscars are basically my Super Bowl. But watching these, the only reason I was excited was because I have seen all of these movies. I've talked about them. I've looked up everything about them. So I found it just interesting enough to watch everybody win and go up and talk about them because I knew what they're talking about. But I realized for everybody else who was just kind of tuning in, like, all right, the Oscars, let's see what they're about. 
It was a little bit of a boring show. It was shot amazingly. Like, I think credit needs to go to whoever directed the Oscars because they were going for more of a movie feel to give it that cinematic aspect. And I thought it had that. But what was actually happening throughout the award show was just very... There was nothing special to it. There was no comedians doing any kind of bits. They did one thing later in the show, which I'll talk about. But there was no real life to it. So to have Frances McDormand up there howling like she did in Nomadland, I think, added a pretty good quality to it. So that was Best Picture. And then also got right that Best Actress went to Frances McDormand. And like I said, you don't bet against Frances McDormand. If she is up for an award, um, she's going to win it. She just has that quality to her. And there was no kind of denying, in my mind, No Man Land for that. So, got that one right as well. When it came to Best Animated Feature Film, I had picked Soul. Easy pick because, I mean, I'd say the easiest out of all the ones I picked because it really had no competition. It had the critical acclaim and it also had the success on Disney Plus and the success um, just of people talking about it. So, I thought that was an easy win. Got that one right. Back to Best Director also went to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. She became the first Chinese woman and the first woman of color to win Best Director. She's also only the second woman to win it. The first one was actually the director of The Hurt Locker back in 2010. So that was pretty cool seeing her up there accept that award. And her just kind of chilling throughout the entire uh, Oscars was kind of fun to watch. She seems like somebody who doesn't really care about winning awards. She seemed very laid back and chill and seeing her win that was really cool. Um, also got right, Best Supporting Actor, Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought, hands down, he had the best performance. And I'm excited that the votes weren't split on Judas and the Black Messiah. And he also had a pretty good acceptance speech. We're enjoying ourselves tonight because we've got to celebrate. We've got to celebrate life, man. We're breathing, we're walking. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like, it's incredible. My mom met my dad. They had sex. It's amazing. Like, do you understand? I'm here. You know what I mean? So... I'm so happy to be alive. So I'm going to celebrate that tonight. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he talked about he's going to go party after that. I hope he did. I like that in his speech. He was like, uh, I'm going to go and I'll get back to work on Tuesday. And he gave that buffer day of Monday. So I'm sure he went hard last night and then is going to get back to it on Tuesday. I thought that was funny. And also, again, shout out to whoever was directing the Oscar Awards. Because in that moment when he said that line about his parents having sex, they immediately panned to his mom in the crowd and got a reaction, and that was perfect. So of the top eight categories that I predicted, I got five out of eight. Pretty good. I felt like as long as I could get Best Picture right, Director, I feel pretty solid in calling myself your movie guy. Like, I just, I just knew those in my heart. But the ones that ended up winning for the ones I got wrong were the biggest surprises of the night. First, with Best Original Song, went to Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. I didn't think that was the best overall song in the category, but once they kind of showed the visuals and put them all against each other when they were running through the categories, I was like, okay, maybe that one could have been it, and I kind of missed something there. So, got Best Original Song wrong. I think every year that category is kind of just a toss-up in the air who's going to win anyway, so... Another one for Judas and the Black Messiah. And then Best Supporting Actress went to Yoo Jung Yoon from Minari, which I think was a big miss on my part. And I just thought that they would go for the more kind of classic feel of Olivia Colman and her performance in The Father, which I thought was really strong, but really glad it went to her because she got up there and was starstruck by Brad Pitt, who presented the award to her, which I think we all would be 
if we walked up on stage to win an Oscar, I think I would be more in awe of Brad Pitt standing there with a man bun. So I like that she addressed that. And I like that Minari got a win there, which I feel like they didn't really get a whole lot of love at the Oscars. My favorite part was probably the the seven-year-old kid who (laughs) played the son in the movie, went up there fully dressed up. And at one point they panned to him and he was on his iPad just sitting there playing. And he was like, man, you're at the Oscars. But then you also got to remember, he's seven. Like, what, what is he going to find entertaining? Even he was bored a little bit by the show. But the biggest upset of the night and the one I didn't get right that I was upset about and talking about earlier how they kind of switched things around. They ended up putting best picture and then best actress and then saved best actor for the very end, which they never do. And after they did the best picture and gave that away. I was like, okay, they have to set this up for Chadwick Boseman to win for best actor and they close out on that. And I thought that's what they were going to do. They did not. It went to Anthony Hopkins for The Father, which I thought gave the strongest performance. But I really thought they were going to honor the life of Chadwick Boseman and that kind of be the moment of the night. And not only did he not get it, but it gave for the most awkward ending ever to an award show because they'd go up there. It's... Joaquin Phoenix giving away the award. He gives it to Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins isn't there. All right, end of show, cut to music, and that's the ending of the show. Took everything, any kind of breath away from a finale of the award show, completely out. But I did think it was cool that Anthony Hopkins since came out, gave a speech, put it up online, and honor Chadwick Boseman. Good morning. Here I am in my homeland in Wales, and at 83 years of age, I did not expect to get this award. I really didn't. Very grateful to the Academy and thank you. And I want to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who's taken from us far too early. And again, thank you all very much. (laughs) Really did not expect this. So I feel very privileged and honored. Thank you. And I think he really didn't expect to win. They didn't have it set up to where they could throw to him. He had to put that message up later, so I think that was the biggest surprise. But he did give a really great performance in that movie. So if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend The Father, except you can't stream it anywhere. You have to pay the $20 uh, fee. The other kind of highlight of the night, I think, was Tyler Perry's speech. And I'll explain why, but here's just a little bit of a speech that he won the Humanitarian Award and then came on and delivered this. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. And in this time, it is my hope that all of us would teach our kids and not only to remember, just refuse hate. I refuse to hate someone because they are Mexican or because they are black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. I refuse to hate someone because they are Asian. So anyone who wants to meet me in the middle to refuse hate, to refuse blanket judgment, this one is for you too. God bless you and thank you, Academy. I appreciate it. And why I love that speech is usually they get on the Oscars and they feel very preachy because they're all Hollywood people and they're kind of living in their own world talking about things coming from people who are now successful and have money and kind of, in a way, I feel like talk down to people like you and I. And it has kind of an elitist kind of vibe to it sometimes. And what Tyler Perry went on there and said was kind of just everybody meet me in the middle ground. And he never was talking like condescending to anybody. He was never talking from a place of like him being better than anybody. He was just straight up saying like we all just need to come together and 
not discriminate people, which I thought was a great message. He seems like a very down-to-earth guy. He's worth a billion dollars and has done a lot to help people out over the last year, which I thought was amazing. They gave an inside look to his whole organization where he's just been feeding people so and helping people out. So I really think you can't not like Tyler Perry as a guy. He's done a lot to help out a lot of people, and I thought that was a really cool moment of the show. A dumb moment of the show, though, was Glenn Close shaking her butt. Expecting that at all, that you need the butt. Uh, you know how to do the butt. Quest, turn it up. Come on, let's see. Let me see you do the butt. Let's so this is at a point of the show where they were trying to add a game. They were walking around and asking people in the audience. Uh, they'd play a song and then they'd ask, was it a Best Picture winner, nominee, or neither? And I think this was their one kind of spot to try something to get people involved and maybe create a moment. I thought it worked okay. I think the game wasn't that fun. <laughs> There's really nothing fun about that game. It was more so the interacting and just walking around with the microphone, which I think is what this award show lacked. It lacked a host doing that. It lacked some comedic element to it. And then Glenn Close, who was great, she was funny, but it felt a little like just kind of placed in there at an awkward time. But that was the one kind of, if they had a quote unquote moment of the Oscars, that was probably it. A few other of the categories I'll run through, best adapted screenplay went to The Father, best original screenplay went to Promising Young Woman, Best documentary went to My Octopus Teacher, which I have seen. And I agree, that was a really great documentary. It's hard to believe that watching an octopus and somebody interacting with them could be captivating. But that's a really good one on Netflix if you want to watch it. Best visual effects went to Tenant. Best film editing went to Sound of Metal. And best sound, of course, went to Sound of Metal. And then the other one I like that I'd recommend was best animated short film went to If Anything Happens, I Love You, which is a really short, like I think it's under 10 minutes on Netflix. The animation is amazing, and the story will make you cry. So if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix in under 10 minutes to get a quick little story and a quick little cry, I highly recommend checking out If Anything Happens, I Love You. And then another highlight was also Best International Feature went to a movie called Another Round, which is a movie from Denmark. The director got up there and gave this really great speech about how this movie was dedicated to his daughter who passed away. And this was probably the last movie I watched in preparation for the Oscars. It is all in subtitles, but it's basically like a reverse coming-of-age movie. It's about this group of older men trying to relieve their glory days. They start drinking heavily and going through all these problems. So if you're looking for something in that space, I think that's a great international movie to check out. But overall, I thought the Oscars were a little bit predictable this year. They weren't very entertaining, although they looked amazing. I am into what they are doing at this kind of level. I kind of like the stripped down look. I thought it looked amazing. I just thought they need some a host up there doing some more comedy and making it more interactive. They need some live performances, which I guess they can't really do during COVID and kind of keeping it locked down. But yeah, it really needs that because if you're just turning on the screen and watching somebody give random speeches about people you don't know about, not going to be really entertaining, but... Those are the winners. Those are the Oscars for this week. If you had to go watch one of these today, I would say still go watch Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, later. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.